Welcome back in. No punts allowed. Coming to you, not live. It always sounds better when you say live, but it is a Tuesday <laughs> night. It's Thanksgiving week. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year, Paige. Like, plain and simple. And, hold on, different sound. No one knows what that is. Ooh. I'm running into the microphone. That's really good for audio, I'm sure. But it's wine night because it's Thanksgiving. And because Thanksgiving I may week. or may not have gotten drunk off of one canned cocktail last week. Uh, so Which we need to talk we, about. We First do. and foremost, let's start with that. Because probably one of the most entertaining Cheers. things. And like you said, when we were recording, you're like, wait, you didn't tell me this is 12.5%. I mean, you enjoyed it, but as we got to the end, you realized it was it was getting you. I had a I had a six a.m. flight. I hadn't eaten. Busy day, setting up in the airport. Whatever, like excuse checklist. And then, yeah, three quarters <laughs> of the way through that son of a bitch, like it, I was feeling it. And I, I'm a yeah. large individual. I you know I'm going to take <laughs> down this wine probably during this pod. This is an interesting experiment, Paige. By the way, like I'm looking at this we bottle of wine, and much. it's yeah, it's gonna. It's probably not going to stand a chance. Um, so I was feeling it. But I, I will say, of all the commentary I think is valuable on football stuff, like that got the most responsive. People were like, hey, that was really great, you lightweight piece of shit. Like, way to go, buddy. Um, it was so funny. Oh, was and fun. if, honestly, if we were doing like betting odds for like which one of us was going to get the most drunk on a podcast, it probably would have been me just because I'm a, um, definitely a lightweight. Um, I have learned the hard way. I was in a call two college towns this weekend. And I was like, I am not made out for this. I am. I'm too well, old now. I have reached awful, that point. It's an awful feeling. And we spend enough time on college campuses and have when you realize you just don't got it anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. Especially the day after, um, which is yeah. which, <laughs> or like the couple to, days uh, after. Yes. Where that's actually the, the thing. A hangover turns into a weekend affair. Right. Or a, a week long mm -hmm. affair. So. But yeah. yes, still, um, that was a great deal of fun. What isn't a great deal of fun if your Dan Mullen is being fired. So, surprised by the timing, surprised by the decision. What, what really? were your media thoughts? No, I'm asking you, by the way. So clearly no. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, no. I. It's so funny. Is I, so I was off on Saturday and I was um, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, sort of exploring. And... I was, I had sat down and had gone from like one bar to the next, sat down and like looked up and I was watching, I just started the like uh, Oregon Utah game and I like looked over and my friend was like, wow, Missouri beat Florida. And I went, what? Screw I was like, no, 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 wait. I'm like in basketball. What are you talking? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? So I obviously like check and I was like, oh my God, damn, Holmes going to be fired tomorrow. Like there was no question that that, that was, was about that. to happen. And I'm sure we, it's like. We've talked about this so much on this podcast, but like, you know how this goes. Like, we're so used to this. And I even was thinking about it for next week because I'm off like on Sunday. And I was like, even this next Sunday, like it's like it's like D-Day for so many coaches. And like, it's just not fun. But that as soon as that happened, I was like, nope, we're getting that a week early, earlier than we expected. Yeah, I think it's like, well, it's really interesting in general. Like the Mullen wasn't thing wasn't a surprise. I'm really curious who they target and who they hire in general, I think. And and look, hours before we're recording this, this all kind of groups together. James Franklin signs a 10-year yeah. contract extension. It's a little weird the way the language is. Like, it's not really a full-fledged 10-year deal. Like, the buyout drops after a couple of years. They can do this thing again in two years, and they probably will. But yeah. what has happened, and we talked about it, is like, 
a a Michigan state with the whole Mel Tucker $100 million thing, which is just goddamn insane, but whatever. A Michigan state can step up and pay a coach an obscene amount of money. Like what used yeah. to be like uncharted Nick Saban territory. I think Texas A&M kind of broke through a wall and said, we're going to pay him 10, 10 years an ungodly amount, all guaranteed, you know, weird buyouts, you know, leaving things. And I think that's going to become the norm with this. So if you're Florida yeah. or LSU or USC, <clears throat> your candidate pool is going to be kind of weird because a lot of coaches are going to yeah. get raises. And I think a lot of coaches are going to maybe, I think, I think as I'm looking at it now for like an LSU, who I thought they would get and who I think they have to target are probably a lot different over the last couple of weeks, in my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I feel like there's sort of a shift. Like, and we've talked about this so much. And again, I will repeat it over and over again. Give guys time. And if you have guys that are successful, like a Mel Tucker, like you need to secure, if you can secure them, secure them. Because it's not, I think we're, we're done with the age of like stepping stone jobs at the like power five level where you can compete um, yes. and have competed because we've we've seen so much where people like overpay and then they're like after a year like nope we're not doing it or two years or whatever it is i think like because if you invest in the right people you will the payoff will happen and although they were so absolutely slaughtered by ohio state this weekend it's still a, it was a huge season for them and still yeah. it potentially is going to be big so it's just if overall looking at it i think maybe boosters are getting a little bit more realistic ad's are getting a little bit more realistic and people are going to stop going for, like, the big splash name, like the flashy guy, and go with the guy that's going to stay, take that pay, and stay there and build something for years to come. And I like it. I mean, I think it's a good thing for the sport. So, so someone who I'm really interested to see what they do is Luke Fickle. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Has made himself into a really desirable candidate. Like, if USC yes. can land him, former AD, but he can also probably get a 10-year contract at Cincinnati – where he's going to increase his yearly salary uh, enormously, especially because they're going to a conference, like a bigger conference now. The payouts are going to go up in theory. Yes. So if you're Luke Fickle, you say, all right, I can go to USC, and everyone can be pissed off at me within like six months if I don't win big, or I can stay here, be a god. I like it here. I'm from Ohio. Yep. And, yep. and I have the utmost job security. And that is – that's, I think, where we're going with this, is that USC and LSU and Florida are hugely attractive jobs. But, like, like holy shit, the fucking Internet's out of their mind. I don't want to deal with this. Like, like if you're – like, who yeah. – Dan Mullen got fired in, like, 10 weeks. Like, te like 10 weeks. Now, granted, it, a lot had to go wrong for him to get fired. But, like, that's where yeah. we were. And it did. So 10-year yeah. deals are kind of mind-blowing to me, even if there's – they're not 10-year deals. It's kind of like an NFL football, like a contract, where it's like, wow, a seven-year deal for an O-lineman. But like, okay, only a fourth, a third of that is guaranteed. And after the fourth year, they don't owe him any money. It kind of feels that way. But I am fascinated by the silly season. I can tell you with some marquee jobs and more to come open, like I think it's going to be absolutely wild to watch this thing. And, and, and like you said, Sunday in the weeks to come, it's going to really get weird, which I like. Um, yeah. Something I know you like. Oregon losing um, because oh. so you watch this game in a bar probably mm -hmm, I did it was a record store slash bar very cool if you ever go to Chapel Hill wow. or Durham so, it was called hunky dory I'm so old I'm so old um, the records are, are just fine so I was not okay I was 
I was surprised by how bad it was. I liked Utah mm-hmm. a lot. Kicking myself, yeah. I didn't bet more on Utah. Were you like how surprised by you with the way that game played out? I wasn't at all. I mean, I didn't expect a blowout. Don't get me wrong. I was not like, oh my gosh, Utah's going to blow them out. I was very skeptical that that's where they were going to lose. But watching it, it was like, I told you. Yeah. I told you. I said, I test wise, like they've struggled. Like, how did we not see this coming? And I mean, I guess the playoff committee had to wait till it happened. And tonight they obviously moved them down a, a good bit. And the Pac-12 is not making the college football playoff. And we're back to the usual programming, yep. which we've always known. Um, and I I mean, I'm. it's frustrating, I'm sure, for other Pac-12 fans, for me specifically. It's just the nature of what's been happening for the last couple of years. And until we don't, like, beat up on each other, it's going to be whatever. But I actually was really happy for Utah because, obviously, there was a lot of sentimental value to that game and all kinds of things like that with the players that had passed. And they were honoring that night. So I think there was a lot more going into that and the, the momentum of that. Um, but it was a huge win for, for that program this year, especially because they were sort of lower than expectations. Um, in my opinion, um, that game summarizes so the Pac-12's like <laughs> last decade. Like, doesn't yep. it like that? You had the, you had this team with this unbelievable win over Ohio State that's aged about as good as a win can possibly age. And they just mm-hmm. got the shit kicked out of them, like royally shit kicked out of them. And yep. and there it is. like you said, there's we have lots and I'm really interested to get your thoughts on playoff stuff. We can get down. Yeah, the wormhole. But we we have lots of options and the fact that they continuously. So if you're Mario Cristobal, right, let's I, I want to go here because it's coaches and weirdness. I think he's an yeah. awesome and fascinating name. I think he would be wonderful at pretty much any opening you could have. Obviously, a Florida opening may be better because he's got ties there and recruit. Well, if you're Mario mm-hmm. Cristobal, like what does this do for you? Does this change your mind? Because he's going to get another raise no matter what. Like, just got a raise. Like, so is this like the tipping point for him? Because I think it absolutely could be. I would say that obviously an SEC job is very enticing. But again, like Oregon can have one loss and eventually make the playoff or go undefeated in the Pac-12. That is that is possible. And I think it's more likely than them making the playoff, like him coaching a team to a playoff in the SEC. So you like you sort of have to look at it as like, okay, do I want to be in the playoff every year or in the like conversation, or do I want to like? I mean, there there are chances that his teams could obviously beat the Alabamas or Georgias, but not anytime soon. So like you'd have to you'd have to keep that job for a while, and obviously that's not the easiest of things to do. So. I, Miami would probably be. I I think it's a good point. Miami may be a good fit there because it's a lot easier road. Yes, like you got Clemson. I would say Miami would be. I would say Miami would be a better fit for Cristobal than than Florida. Was that the Florida team you were referring to? Because he does have. Doesn't he? He's from Miami. Miami Miami makes the most sense. I'm not sure for him. Yeah, for well, it's there's more connections. Like I, I can't speak for him, but like if he did that, like it would be awesome for Miami. Like that would be. Incredible. Like Miami's list should be yeah. Cristobal and Lane Kiffin, and you'll throw yeah. $10 million at them over 10 years if that's what it takes. But I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. Either way, I, I think you're right about the loss. I think it's – um, it. I, I feel for the conference because it, Oregon had a tremendous year. 
Like it, it was ups mm-hmm. and downs. That Stanford game was kind of a mess. You could argue that they could have and should have won the game because the officiating was dog shit. But doesn't oh, okay. matter. It was real bad. I, I bet Stanford. You bet Stanford on the money line. I mean, I you know, I, I'm happy about it, but it was <coughs> real bad. In any event, college football playoff is out. Uh, normally, we are very mad. I'm not terribly mad about anything at the moment. Like this is. I'm not mad. I'm. It's kind of falling so into place, isn't it? Excited, and I also just have to say, like, I cannot. I think this is like the like craziest scenario that we've sort of had leading into the final two weeks since the college football playoff started. Like, we haven't had like so many games factor in to what could possibly happen, and like actually have discussions. Like, there's a lot that is at stake over the next two weeks. And maybe it's just, I tweeted this, maybe it's me just being, like, a prisoner of the moment. But, I mean, I don't remember a year where we went in and there were, like, a lot of teams that were very much still in the conversation. Well, here's what here's what's fascinating. There's a couple immediate things that are going to happen to change this. So you have Ohio State playing Michigan, um, which is more or less, we think, an elimination game, right? Mm-hmm. It, it probably is. Maybe not. But whoever wins that game... Somebody's getting bumped. The the game, though, that is the most interesting in so many ways is Alabama-Georgia, isn't it? Like, that's – you're either going to get both those teams in or you're going to get one of them. And, and so there's a – that game determines what your playoff's going to look like. It's more than that. Yeah. But that game is it ultimately is, also like- how many people should be interested right now if Alabama wins. Okay, but if but even if Alabama loses and they lose closely and Oklahoma State wins and takes out Oklahoma, like they have a case. Like they very much have a case. And we saw that that was the that was the case because the way that the like top Big 12 teams were ranked in this last ranking. So they're not completely out of it in my opinion. Is it a long shot? Yes. They need a lot of things to be in their favor. They need to like beat the crap out of Oklahoma and like but it's not out of the realm of possibility because then we would be in a situation where we have a two-loss Alabama who lost closely to the number one team in the country. You have undefeated Cincinnati who should stay in, and you likely have a Big 12 champion, one-loss Ohio State. In that scenario, like, they should jump Notre Dame. Like, they, Notre Dame doesn't play in the championship game. Like, their wins would be better in terms of OK State. So I don't think that the Big 12 is completely out of this conversation Not at just all. yet. By the way, glass number two. I was nearing the two. end of glass one. It's like a one and a half. Or, but OK, no, I well, first off, Team Oklahoma State, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I really like this team. And if there's a different logo on the side of the helmet, like we're talking about that team way differently. And it's in front of Notre Dame, like mm-hmm. set yes. Notre, Notre Dame is such an interesting team in all of this because it really doesn't Very. take much where Notre Dame gets in now. And what I mean by that no, is, it doesn't. is if OK State loses to uh-huh. Oklahoma, I think OK State's going to win that game. If OK State loses, period. You know, out, you know, Michigan or Ohio State are going down. You know, Alabama or Georgia potentially are going to take a hit. That, it, that Stanford game just sucks for them. They're in, what, a 19-point favorite. They're going to kick the shit out of them. It, it means nothing. And so their schedule, not playing in a conference championship, could hurt them. I saw an interesting question on Twitter tonight, and it sounds ridiculous, and maybe it is. But if you're Notre mm-hmm. Dame, would you like rather go to a New Year's Six Bowl and be a, a, a good shot to win it or just get the shit kicked out of you by Georgia again? I guess you'd rather go to the playoff because you got a shot. 
you rather go to the playoff because, I mean, even if you making the playoff also, this is like a long-term thing because, like you said, names on the side of the helmet actually do carry some weight. And the future is expansion of this playoff. Notre Dame said they will not be joining a conference even with the auto-bid situation that would happen, okay? I don't know that that's fully true because, like, it just makes your job easier. And also there's a very obvious conference that you joined, that you did join, that you can win. Um, But I think in terms of, like, okay, for the future of them, like, they've been in the playoff. They've done this. So I think they would need – I mean, yes, they would get the shit kicked out of them by Georgia. But at least making it and having the case of, like, years past that you've been there – it just, it helps. It helps because they're not going to change that. It's so as soon as expansion's there, it's like, regardless, they'll be playing, like, lower-level, I guess, teams in that, like, seating for, like, a 12-team playoff like they had proposed before. Um, but I think it, that that helps them a lot. This year, I would not want to play Georgia. I would just, I would just rather just, nope, no thank you. Um, just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, um, if, speaking of, can we circle back really quickly yes. to the viral photo of jordan davis this week oh my god i he's the size of a tractor trailer what i need is a campaign to start i need the people that listen to this podcast to please this this is creepy i understand maybe slightly but all i want to do is just give him a big bear hug and like so when we're at the national championship and he's going to be there if they win i'm just going to give him a big bear hug because i'll be happy because we know that i'm not because we know that I'm not a Georgia. I'm like, hey, um, excuse me. I'm like reaching up. By the way, that the guy that was next to him was 6'3", okay? I'm 5'3 and a quarter. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my. No. Um, funny story. I forget what the game was. It was an Iowa game. It was in my youth. We char- we char- It's the only time I've ever rushed the field. Have you ever charged the field at a game? Have you ever done it? Of course. All right. I don't like it, by the way. Very uncomfortable. I don't. It's really scary. Like I get it. really, I get anxious. But but Robert Gallery, right? Mammoth of a man in Iowa. I turn a corner and there he is, and I gave him a hug. Big guy. <laughs> and he just re- he engulfed me. It was like his warm, <laughs> sweaty embrace. And I was like, oh my god, you are. I'm a big man, and you are just. I. It was like a warm pillow hugging Robert Gallery. That, that was a highlight for me. And then I got scared. That I was like, is, felt like I was going to get engulfed by people. But yes. That is probably the best story you've told on this oh, podcast. Yeah. That, that was, is amazing. That was, that was a, a hug with a man that uh, was pretty good. But man yes. Hug. But that he is. And look, you can still bet on him to win the Heisman. He's not going to win it. But I think he's 80 to 1, maybe 60 to 1. Um, he's He's been awesome. But yes, the picture, if you haven't seen it, go search for it. And you'll know it when you see it. It's the, it's yes. the angle. It's everything. But he is. He's made himself just, so much money. And he's he, just got that big grin. He's so precious. I he doesn't just, have a neck. Oh, it's, like a, it's like a ham. <laughs> it's like a honey-baked ham neck. Um, he is, okay. he is yeah. awesome. Honey-baked ham neck. But, but, um, but just to cl- put a bow yes. on college football playoff, what do you think, as having seen the rankings today, what do you think happens? Do you think that, really, what I'm asking is, do you think that Alabama – is going to play a close game with Georgia, or do you think they get walloped and are not in it? I think they'll compete. I think they'll compete. Um, I, the part I really don't know, and I actually kind of like that I don't know, Cincinnati is at number four now. It's a big move. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. And we'll, and the results will probably dictate it, because Cincinnati's got an interesting game against East Carolina. East Carolina's, like, not bad this week. And then potentially Houston. Don't. I'm just saying. Please 
do not jinx this for us all. We Since just got them Cincinnati, in the top four. I think so much depends on optics for all of these teams. But like, if you're Oklahoma State, you have Oklahoma and then what Baylor potentially. Like, yeah. those are good ass games. Who over the next two weeks is going to play those good of a games? Alabama plays Auburn and then Georgia. Um, Ohio State plays Ohio Michigan State. and Wisconsin. Like, well, maybe Wisconsin, right? And you could argue that's up there. You, I would Which probably, looks better. But that's and that's fine. Like, they're kind of free of the discussion. So, like, who yeah. Notre Dame plays Stanford and nobody. That sucks. Um, yeah. So I think that Oklahoma State is this very interesting team. And in terms of resume, in terms of ways to growth, if I'm Cincinnati, that's probably who concerns me. This is like okay. the ultimate committee porking scenario, by the way, for a group of five team. It's just waiting for them to goddamn pork Cincinnati. Like, that's what I feel. Yeah. I hope that they – I don't think that they would – so if Cincinnati wins out, I think they're okay. I do think our Malort bet is still very much on the table because I do think if Alabama – Gosh, it, I they don't. They just see haven't looked good enough. OK State I, winning. I've abandoned it because you could even hear but it. Can with you your imagine? Okay, so talking. so say that say that say that Oklahoma State has one loss, whether it comes against Oklahoma or Baylor, or wait, is there a potential for Oklahoma State and o- Oklahoma to play twice because um, they're they don't Baylor, do like divisions? Baylor beat Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, Baylor's yeah, so probably, probably. going to win this week. It's probably Baylor. Yeah. Okay, so. If it's if they so say they like beat Oklahoma, lose to Baylor. I don't know that Baylor technically has the case. I I would think it's interesting. That's where the discussion ends, right? Like if Baylor's at an eight and they beat OK State, um, they don't have a great matchup this week. But after that, we could pretty much stop talking about Ole Miss and Oklahoma. I think at that point, right? But I mean, at that point, like. Do you put that Baylor team in over a two-loss Alabama, or no. even at that a point, one-loss that, Michigan? The, th- the problem another, with yeah. Well, the problem well, that no, I made it, they would have two. Well, Michigan would be in if they. That would be fascinating, right? You have ten and two Michigan versus ten and two, or I guess it would be eleven and two Baylor. No, see, they'd get in. Baylor would get in at that point. I think it's a. You're right. But again, this is a really Alabama fun year. would just. Alabama would get in. Over everybody, even with two losses. They just haven't, like, since I said, I think they're going to get in, they just haven't looked great. Like, but and, and if they play well, watch, watch this, watch this happen where they play um, Georgia and they win. And then it's like, we didn't even need to get excited about this. this shit so, that, we so wanted Paige, to that is, that is what happens every goddamn year with the playoff is we spend six weeks and then like all these dominoes fall and you get your clean four teams and a sort of pissed off 15. But you, you, and I'm curious to see if that happens again. By the way, speaking of Alabama, Bo Nix, um, God, I love Bo Nix. Bo Nix has become uh, one of my favorite humans to watch and listen to. Basically, is joined the internet, the like the rest of the internet saying, "Babe, Alabama hurt, gets all so the calls." So now he can say whatever he wants. Yeah, it's not on his shoulders. Alabama gets all the calls. Um, In my I, opinion, that was a stupid thing to do. That was a very stupid thing to do. He put his his team in a in a bad situation. They also asked Bryce Young about that in his press conference right after, so he knows about it. Yeah. So they, Alabama knows about that. You know, I don't know if it's going to matter. I mean, they just lost. I mean, they're just not that good, Auburn, right now. I think it's fun. Would I have said it? No. Uh, would he probably regret saying it? I don't know. 
He's just very interesting. And I want our athletes to be interesting. He plays interesting yes. and he talks interesting. And I'm like, he's had it sounds like, like a year. Sounds like you're throwing shade at Bryce Young. Uh, who, me? My guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I does that, I don't buy into Alabama getting all the calls, by the way. I, I don't. I, get I don't a, either. I get a lot of that shit on Twitter. I've written about Alabama enough and I get a lot of that shit on Twitter. Like, oh, yep, it's an Alabama game, right? I don't buy yeah. that, but I still find it fun. I, I just find, I, I think, just, he's yes. hilarious. I want him to continue to just develop into this really human, like huge, interesting character over the next, I don't know how, it feels like we've known him forever. He's probably only, he's only, what, a junior? What is, <laughs> what point, is Bo yeah. Nix? I have to find out. I, I'm looking at the top 25 <laughs> though, and they are nowhere near that. So I have to do some exploring. So, so also I kind of, this is like very random, but as he was talking, I sort of got like Lane Kiffin vibes. So like if Lane Kiffin was a player, like I feel like, he sort of gives off that vibe because he wasn't like directly saying it, but he like alluded to the fact that Alabama gets favorable calls. But um, as Alabama, like Alabama Twitter likes to call it, it's murder ball. And I feel like that's going to happen to Auburn. But like, if you're not playing, like don't talk shit and make it worse for your teammates. It was kind of just my thing, you know, especially when his play get, personally hasn't backed it up. I, I you know, they're going to get murdered anyways, probably maybe. Yeah. Bo Nix is um, oh shit. Last year doesn't even count. All the eligibility. Yeah, because they get up. a new year. That's why I don't know. So, so he's a junior. It's impossible. Junior. We God, don't know. Great, great bio. So he's like a super junior. Whatever. He'll be back yeah. next year. He ain't going pro. Um. Um. But in terms of rivalries and college football rivalries, yes. obviously it's rivalry week, which I have to say like that because otherwise it comes out web week. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're fun over here. Those were pretty funny, um, actually. Yeah. It is hard I to say. I shot a I shot a video earlier for BR, and I fucked that up like four times. Right, Robert Ruby. Ruby. So, Sounds like I'm revving an engine uh, <laughs> real bad. So I can relate. But yes, rivalry week. Um, we wrote a piece for BR asking for their favorite rivalries, and the response was hilarious. I will ask you what is – because I have mine. And I think mine was definitive. I'll, although I was interested to read the comments because I was thinking about it a lot. What is what is the best rival? What is first off? What is rivalry week? Now you're going to fuck me up here. Now I'm trying to say it. And more <laughs> funny. What does it mean to you, though? Because to me, it's this is like really special. Like this taps into why I love this sport. There is like nothing like Arizona is not known for football, but there is like nothing more important in a college football season or college basketball season than beating ASU. Like that rivalry, it's also like the, one of the trophies is like the oldest rivalry trophy that is still around. It is um, seriously so fun. I love rivalry. Riv oh yeah, you're toast. Rivalry now. week um, just based on like my college experience. But like outside of it, when I started covering the sport, it was so interesting to me because I assumed that the Iron Bowl was just, like, what everyone thought was, like, the best rivalry. And, obviously, Ohio State-Michigan is, like, absolutely massive. But, in my opinion, I would go with the Iron Bowl just because of, like, the – I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been around more SEC football and I just yes. – It means more. So, then quotes oh, by – For anyone who's Christ. not – who For anyone who's not watching, that was a very sarcastic comment. But I do think the Iron Bowl has had just, like, so many moments that have just been, like, chaotic in the, like, more recent years and that I've been covering it as opposed to that Michigan and Ohio State one because it's just been mostly Ohio State. You know what I mean? So 
first off, this is why I love this sport. Like, I, well, God, my Twitter handle is Cags and Eggs. Like, at the core of college football is this week of passion and weirdness and respect and love and hate and all of it. So it, it all, like, boils over. And I enjoy this week largely more than, like, conference championships because it you get yeah. to sterile environments. You don't get – your home field is gone, like, after this week. You know what I mean? Until we expand the playoff. Uh, in most cases, I think some of the other, you know, like doesn't Pac-12 play at home? I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like you start to lose the luster and it starts to become yeah. a playoff pageant. These are still this is still college football. So I I wrote a little bit about what you're saying. So so I think it's Ohio State, Michigan. But I think mm-hmm. when both teams are good, the Iron Bowl is it. Like when there's that intensity, um, I think the Iron Bowl is it. I think I'm with you on a week to week basis. SEC football, and I don't, I'm a Big Ten guy, right? But going down there, the environments are better. Ohio State, Michigan, though, is just, it's it. I, I think it's yeah. it. I, I really do. And it, it's hard to put it into words. The coaches, when you go back in history, the hit, like are all of the historical components of it just kind of match up. And yet, what, what was fun ta- in this piece page was like, I love the goddamn Egg Bowl. Like one of my like oh. for Thanksgiving, I am so excited. Like the Egg Bowl is pr- probably Egg Bowl number. Egg Bowl is like number two on my list this this Egg year. Egg Bowl is like a different kind of rivalry. Like That's that hate. is I, so that is I, that is like legit. Okay, so I I right before COVID, the like beginning of twenty twenty. Um, the Egg Bowl was in Oxford last year. Correct, I'm pretty sure. Yes, and I convince my family that we should go for Thanksgiving to the Egg Bowl because I was like, we're all college football fans. Like, let's go the four of us. Like, we don't have like a massive Thanksgiving. We're big Christmas people. But I was like, let's go to the Egg Bowl. And then COVID hit and we didn't go to the Egg Bowl. And obviously we're not going this year. But I mean, I I think I can, can convince my family next year to go to the Egg Bowl because I would it is it just seems like such a fun, cool environment. And like the drama of it all, it is a true hate not to say that like the the Iron Bowl is not this is Michigan Michigan yeah Michigan Ohio State is a very different it's like a traditional it's like a yes good like I don't know it's like there's, very, there's like, some respect there I mean I, I feel like the Egg Bowl and then you have Kiffin and and Leach and it's like you know it's funny Lane a, Lane saying you know it's just football people shouldn't hate each other for where they go that's a very reasonable take by Lane and everyone else yeah. is like yeah yeah you're right buddy but sh- you know shut up. I, hate I this think guy, also right? so he was he was the game day guest picker and it was so funny because um he was talking about how like his son Knox helped him pick Mississippi State he had picked them while he was there like in Oxford and people like booed him he's like I know people are gonna hate me for that but like first of all Lane's not gonna give you bad gambling advice so just yeah. take that for what it's worth second like I think he also did it probably to like stifle it because there is so much I I feel like it's gonna just be absolute chaos and I can I cannot wait for that game I think. In general, and we'll move to well, egg ball is a good transition to Thanksgiving, but it is. I really am. I get excited for Washington, Washington State, the Apple Cup. I get excited for the Apple Cup. Rivalry games are like what you make it. Like, whatever the hell reason mm-hmm. you care or you hate somebody, like you're born into it. And yep. to you, that's the only rivalry that Sun matters. Devil. You know, I wrote about Army Navy. I don't even, qu- yeah. I can't even qualify that as like. A Go legit. Army, Navy. Oh yeah, I mean that is <clears throat> that is its own 
viewing experience. Well, it has its own moment, too. And that's, like, such a, like, pageantry game that's very exciting. But I will say, like, there is no, like, I don't. This is this is some inside information. Like if I see oh. that a guy went to like ASU on a dating app, I'm like, nope, because <laughs> I just know it's not gonna work. Like there's no way I could date someone. You know me well enough Wh- to know. Wouldn't go well. But I just like because he'll say the he'll say the wrong thing, and I will it will be over. We will be done in a heartbeat. You say the wrong thing about my basketball team, especially we are done. So I just uh, I know no at least I know myself, and I'm able to say, hey, I already know it's not gonna work. Um. <laughs> But watch me jinx myself. But no, 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 no. That is a very, like, I. there's nothing more than I hate than people that went to ACO. So college Sorry. football is back on Thanksgiving. Oh, no, it's, I, I know this. That's why I'm not surprised. It's just a, it's just <laughs> yeah, a exactly. warning to anyone out there who's like, oh, shit. Um, college football being back on Thanksgiving is amazing. We have two games. Um, but also Thanksgiving, I think because of this week, I mean, you know this about me, Paige. Like, this is my goddamn jam. I love Christmas <clears throat> with little kids. Halloween moving up the rankings with little kids. Thanksgiving is my jam. So we can before we get to actual games and our picks. Yes, and picks. I need to hand out some uh, just a couple of quick Thanksgiving tips, primers, right? And it's very simple. Okay. It's very, very simple. Yes. After this podcast is done, if there is still wine, I'm going to finish the wine. If there is not, I'm going to open up another bottle of wine, and I'm going to begin brining my turkeys. They are sitting out in my fridge in the garage. Okay. And they are ready. Okay. So I have a brine recipe. We should, we'll be able to post it on Twitter or something like that, but it's largely brown sugar and salt and just some other things. About eight, nine years ago, I started frying my turkeys. Okay. Have you ever had fried turkey? No. Jesus Christ. Not on Thanksgiving. Okay. It is (laughs) smoked turkey is very good. Okay, and I've, I've had heard, smoked turkey. Okay, sous vide turkey, which I'm going to get in because I'm starting to sous vide now, is very good. Um, <laughs> but you have to fry your birds. You, it, there is no. <laughs> you have to fry your. You birds. You have to fry the turkey. The turkey earned it. You've earned it. I've earned it. Your guests have earned it. We go over to our close family friends, our family. I've known this guy forever. Best man at my wedding. It's like our family and my. It's fun, right? And we just. I fry two turkeys. We drink a shit ton of whatever the hell we're drinking on that given day. We watch football. We bet on football. Our kids run around and hopefully no one gets injured. And it is a wonderful day. So my advice would be fry your turkey. My second is be careful on the sides. If your turkey is very good, you know, like I think people OD on sides a little bit, right? Like I, I think you go to a meal and it's like it's like side overload. Like you don't need to have. Like, it doesn't have to look like under a Christmas tree of sides. I don't need all of this stuff. If you have the staples, like, what is your favorite side on Thanksgiving? I can't pick one because I Jesus, love them all what? and I OD on them. We are, like, polar opposites. I told you, I think turkey is the most overrated holiday oh food. Oh, my God. Because it sucks. I love probably. the sides. I'm all about the sides. Stuffing, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. Yes. Um, Good start. The green bean casserole. Green bean casserole, too. My wife's, I love all the cranberry. Go-to. I love all of it. I could, I could do rolls. Let's just get in that, get into that. Oh yeah. You know, no, it's carb, just I carb love carbs. Plus. Yeah, so me too. I'm like, forget the protein, but like, I love it. Love it all. The stuffing is my favorite because we have a family recipe that's really good. And I just like to smother it in gravy too. It's just the best. Stuffing oh. is the best, but you fried turkey will change your life. It will okay. change your life. Now, lastly, to tie a bow in this, and I'm interested in your thoughts, although it sounds like you're like, 
the Grinch on Thanksgiving, based off of these initial three minutes we've had, is drinks. The Grinch. Um, oh. Wh- so, so I have a sequence of drinks. Um, okay. We have a tradition. My good friend and his brother, who I've known for many years, they drive mm-hmm. across the border to Wisconsin. Got to be clear on the border okay. here. And we pick up some <laughs> new Glarus, spotted cow and moon men, and we drink that while we're frying the turkey. What is that? It's uh, it's just like a basic moon man is actually a wonderful. You know what? That's going to be a pod drink at some point. It's just a tried okay. and true Wisconsin beer. Two of them. Spotted cow is okay. a little bit overrated, but still good. Actually, I have some in my gotcha. fridge right here. Maybe I'll get one as show and tell. But it's we do that. I shift to wine. Okay. And then and then it gets interesting. After that, I you could go bourbon, you could go vodka, and that's where the night usually like. You know, I'm getting dollied out of there or something. So what is your go-to drink when it comes to Thanksgiving? I, for me, holidays are mostly about the, the alcohol because I enjoy, so I have a apple cider punch that I make for my group of friends that we have. We have like a Friendsgiving and I make that. It is like apple cider, Prosecco, vodka, and then you put like cinnamon sticks, ginger beer, and then like apple slices and orange slices and you let it like mix up. Oh, and it gets, yeah, it's really good. So I usually do that and I start with something that's like either a cocktail. So I'll do, I don't know, like a Moscow mule to start the day or whatever in or move into like a whatever creative cocktail. I'm also like kind of a big martini person. So I'll do the like hard alcohol before I get to wine. And then the wine is where it's at. I also really love bourbon, but I've, I've read wine for me, especially where I live. Like that's, I love the good wine, especially with dinner. Like that is where I I start with wine at dinner and it just goes through the whole night. Maybe at the end we'll get one glass of, of bourbon, but I usually stick to hard alcohol slash mixed drinks in the beginning. And then once dinner hits, it's just strictly red wine. It's um it's a long day and I cook. I was just mapping out. We're eating at 2.30. I've got to start frying, getting fried turkeys ready at around 8 a.m. So I'm... You know, by five thirty, by the time the egg bowl starts, oh. I'm, you know, it's it's, I'm like how I was in the podcast last week, except like kind of <laughs> multiplied a few times. I okay, two things. One, when the egg bowl happened with the um, Elijah Moore uh, yes. peeing incident, I was very very intoxicated, and I had that game wasn't close, and they came back, and I remember being like, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on, and I was like, there was I think. There was a there was an NFL game on and I was like, I don't care. I do not care. I know there's only one TV here, you guys. It's very important to me. Please turn it on. Um, so that was a, a very fun holiday. I remember that. And then two, wait till we get to Christmas because the way that my family does Christmas in terms of drinking and eating is in like two segments. And like I will get like the recipes of the like specific drinks and the order that it comes in, the brunch specific part, the dinner part. It is a a full day of stuff. Thanksgiving's a little bit more like keep it shorter, keep it more just to like the dinner aspect and the the few drinks beforehand. But Christmas is like a marathon for I, my family. Well, however everybody spends and whenever you're listening to this, I hope it is amazing because yes. it is a great holiday. Safe. And with that, we yes. talk about the main event, which is Egg Bowl. Let's preview some games. Call it damn this slate of games. So uh this is this is a Picks and Pints game for both of us. So we can go light on this. Did we do all Picks and Pints games on this except for I don't, Ohio um, State, Michigan? Yeah, but... Oh, no. I'll, well, no. And we could say Leach, Kiffin. I don't know how many more of these we're going to have. 
I don't know how much longer Lane is going to stay. I'm going to enjoy this one because both of these teams are really good. Really good. Mm -hmm. The hatred is real. Although frustrating that the Mississippi State's not in the rankings now this week. I know. And you thought they may bump them up to like, yeah, sure. But I this is about as excited as I've been for an Egg Bowl. And I can't tell you how long. And I do have a strong opinion on this, so I'll hold back. But I and it's it sounds like you do as well. But it is. Oh, my God. Like, what a fun football game. I'm so happy. The Elijah Moore play, by the way, what an awesome pick by the Jets. I mean, my Jets suck, but Elijah Moore is fucking awesome. Thank God. I've been so high on him. That was – I lost money on that. I bet bet uh, Mississippi. And when he missed the extra point afterwards, we had clawed our way back into cover territory. And then, boom, urinating dog, losing bet. The text message exchange on that was rough. We had some depressed, drunk Thanksgivingers. Um, but yes. I am, I'm super excited for this game. We'll break it down, I guess, when we get into picks and pints. Ohio State, Michigan. Yep. Um, I do not have a strong opinion on I have a lean. Um, I'm just excited. And and let me just start with a, a public service announcement. Because I feel like I have to defend Jim Harbaugh at every angle. I know. If Michigan, again. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. If Michigan loses. It doesn't mean Jim Harbaugh is bad. Like, Mm -mm. they've had a great season. Like, he needed to win to save his job. Like, you look at all these openings. Who are they going to hire, realistically, that you'd rather have other than Jim Harbaugh? Like, I know he's quirky and wears his khakis, but, like, what the hell? let's, Let's respect him before he probably loses, like, 40 to 13. I agree with you. I don't think him losing to Ohio State means he should lose his job. I think this has been a very successful season. He coached on less money, the buyout stuff, everything. I I think you stick with Jim Harbaugh at this point. Like you said, the coaching pool getting a little bit smaller than we sort of anticipated it being at the beginning of this year. I I personally think that they should stick with him even if he loses to Ohio State because they have it's Ohio to. State team They're like is like running five. on full cylinders. The game that strikes me, Paige, when Ohio State played at Nebraska that wasn't terribly long ago, they did not mm-hmm. look great. They've looked phenomenal mm-hmm. in the last two weeks. We tend to overreact yes. those things. Both of those games were at home. C.J. Stroud at Nebraska was not great. I think Ohio State probably has just way too much talent for Michigan to deal with. But I do think this defense is really good. And Michigan's going to just sit on the ball for like 35 minutes of like just trying to grind this game out to a finish. Yes. And and that would be the strategy. So I kind of like I, I kind of think it could go under the total as like a little teaser picks and points. But yeah, Ohio yeah. State's probably got too much talent, right? Is that like what this comes down to? Yeah. Well, and I also think like the when Ohio State lost to Oregon, its defense was just in in shambles. We were like, what is going on? Like that was the main focus. Their their offense has not been great at times, but is hasn't been bad either necessarily. So I mean, they have a Heisman candidate quarterback. So I think the big thing here to note is that their defense has looked great ever since, like you mentioned, like they've, they've made steady improvements. I don't think that Michigan has what it takes to sort of like overpower that. And after seeing what they did to Michigan state, like Lord have mercy. Like I honestly, and again, they have to make, they still do technically have to make a massive statement and win by a decent amount. I would feel like, I mean, they're going to be in the playoff, but it would make a better case for them to not have to be even part of the discussion and just automatically in, um, if they have get a big win over Michigan and it'd be by a lot. I am. Um, I also think that you'll be able to watch this game and line of scrimmage. Like you've got so yes. much skill position talent in the wide receivers and 
you've got Stroud, but you watch Hutchinson, who's awesome, and you watch you watch both. If if Michigan gets a push, and they can turn this game to like a phone booth game, which they did against Penn State, right? It wasn't pretty the whole time, but if you can yeah. duplicate that, where it becomes ugly and gross, and you can sustain like six to seven minute drives, I think Michigan has a chance. If not, they could lose by a lot. But I just. You know, I don't know. I don't see it being one of those games. I think Michigan it's, can hang. It's rivalry week. I know. I think it'll be a close one. And I do think that, like, I mean, I don't think Michigan is going to win this game. And I don't the either. egg on my face because, but, I mean, not anything, if anything crazy is going to happen in college football in terms of, like, hey, we don't give Michigan a chance, this is the week for it because it's you, rivalry yeah. week. Anything could happen. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. We don't even, we just call it our dub. Um <laughs> but, but if Michigan wins, you want like everybody's then going to have to refocus their playoff. Just, like every, it, the whole situation changes. Michigan beats yeah. Ohio State, and I'm not <laughs> saying they will. They probably won't. Then all of a sudden we have to recalibrate everything, right? Like what do we do with Ohio State? Where are they in this Chaos. mix? You know, like, yep. and, and that's awesome. Now, all right, let's keep going. Bedlam. Um. God damn, have you looked at the overall record of Bedlam? How how bad Oklahoma State? I want to pull it up just to make sure I get this right. But I think I have it memorized because I did it earlier in a video. Oklahoma, I believe, is 18, 90, and 7 in Bedlam. Um, 18, 90, and 7. Holy shit. Like, that's pretty bad if you're Oklahoma State, right? It's not much of a, a rivalry. But Oklahoma yeah. State is favored here. I have an opinion on this game. Um, you are you're out on this game for opinion. So go ahead, break it down. Because I have actually a strong opinion on Bedlam. I didn't put it in my picks and pints. I meant to. So yeah. I'm gonna. I, this I is did in. not put it in picks and pints. So I'm out on the the picks of it. In terms of opinion on it, I'm staying far, far away because there's like a version of Oklahoma that you could get and a version that you might not get. So I'm like, mm, it just depends on what version of Oklahoma shows up. So, cause I mean, they, they can beat them. Like they can beat Oklahoma state. They technically are the better team, but the way that Oklahoma no. state has played. No, they are, they I, are not the better team. I just, they threw Caleb Williams threw for less than a hundred yards last week. Paige, they're bro they did win though, which is kind of crazy. They're, that's what I'm, but I'm saying in terms of like getting wins like that. Like we saw, we've seen this Oklahoma team play very, very poorly and still win. I'm just That's saying fair. like, if we get the version of them that is like slightly like, because again, it's like a hyped up environment that is like slightly more competitive. And it, that was technically a, a playoff favorite at the beginning of the year. I know obviously situations have changed, but I, I think that they've won close games and I don't like Oklahoma state. I mean, this rivalry is wild too. I mean, it, it is shout wild. out to Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph because they like brought that that shit back to life. They um, hate each other. This is this is good old fashioned hate. hate. Well, the other element yes. of that too, and you think I know where I think you know where I'm leaning with this game, but the other element is yes. And Mike Gundy talked about <laughs> it. Like they, um, we don't know if they're going to play. Like this may be a Texas Texas A and M thing because Oklahoma's leaving the conference. Maybe. Next year, right? Who knows? So, the, yeah. like Mike Gunny talked about the future of it and the future of Bedlam being in doubt, which makes me very sad. I think they'll that figure out a way. Really they, they, I think they'll figure they out will. a way to they make this to. game. But um, I, this is going to be one of the cooler scenes in college football this year. 
because Oklahoma State has just gotten the shit kicked out of it for literally 100 years. 100 years in this rivalry. They've won it twice since 2003. It's at home. They've got a playoff contender. doesn't mean they're going to win. But in terms of atmospheres, like, this is going to be a doozy. I um, This is also, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this feels like one of the bigger games that Gundy's had to coach. Yes. In years, because like the, like you said, like this is potentially a playoff implication for his team. And like that, nobody would have thought that at the beginning of the year. Um, they're always towards the top of the Big 12, but never like there's always Baylor and Oklahoma and even Texas sometimes. Um, definitely not this year. Um, but I just I don't know. Like I I I think that Oklahoma probably pulls it out. Just you want to know why I think that is because yes. I think that this is the year that everything is set up so perfectly for the playoff committee to have like hard decisions to make. And if Oklahoma wins, it makes it a lot easier for them. And so that's why I think it happens. Oh, it's it just totally does. The bad it's... juju with the the CFB playoff. But but I also think like I mean I don't know like. Maybe it's just because I also have so much respect for Lincoln Riley. Like again, like they've played like shit and still won games. It's so. pretty impressive. I mean, the hundred throwing for less than a hundred yards and winning is like the anti Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, it's the literally the anti Oklahoma. It's so, so weird. Just that game, Oklahoma Iowa State was like the game of the Big Twelve before the season. Well, yep. you know, I can't say Oklahoma. They've disappointed. They've lost one game. I mean, it's they've recalibrated our expectations, but Iowa State has they really have. And um, it's it, that was fascinating to see. But I am just excited for for Bedlam. I really I really, really Wait. am. And also they have to keep that rivalry going. That would that would terrify me if it doesn't. Did I mean, we talked about that, like in terms of biggest disappointments that like Oklahoma had like this is a bad season, but it's not like super disappointing in terms Lost of like, the game. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like Clemson is a completely different level of disappointment and in, in all of that. Although they got the, the benefit of the doubt and are now ranked again, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, when the bar is set this high, that's the, it's insane. What we ask some of these coaches to do and we yeah. can ridicule it, but no, they have not disappointed. And then iron bowl, our resident, Alabama Homer, you roll tide, baby. Roll tide. Roll tide. Um, It's going to be by a thousand. Thanks, Bonix. Well, yeah, that could be. But are you, I got to say, Alabama is clearly mortal. Um, I mean, Bryce Young had to do some crazy shit to, for for them to win that game. Bryce had like an all time game. If for not for Stroud's all time half, Bryce Young is like, the far away Heisman favorite. Now he's chasing him. Um, but I, I can't really pick pinpoint. But again, we're being overly critical. What's wrong with Alabama? Yeah. But I can say it's, I'm fascinated I, to well, see because I, I think it's a big spot for them. They're incredibly undisciplined. Like this is probably the most undisciplined Alabama team that we've seen in quite some time. Like that, I would yes. say is probably it. I think that's part of the problem. Do I think they're getting there? Yes. Like, I do. I think, like, Bryce Young has stepped into, like, a leadership role. They've definitely figured started to figure things out. Um, I mean, although there was that moment this weekend, I was telling you, I was it, sat down to dinner and, like, looked up at two TVs and, like, the Nebraska-Wisconsin game, right, was getting, like, a little wonky and crazy. And then the Arkansas-Alabama game what happened. And then just everyone scored points. And I was like, okay, we're safe. The chaos is the chaos is simmered. Um but yeah, no, I, I, I'm going with Alabama, obviously. I didn't bet on this game. It's just like a heart thing of like, 
Alabama will win by by quite a bit. And then let's get ready for the SEC championship. I, I am too. I, I agree with you. We we have to talk to this is a fun podcast. We try to keep it light. But Cecil Hurt of the Tuscaloosa News, like hours before we came on, we found out that he had passed away, dealt with pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Paige just hit me in the gut. And I'm gonna try not to like like break down thinking about it. So so Cecil you, you've met, like, we we covered Alabama, like, we were around Alabama yes. a lot. I was down in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. a lot. So when I'm getting started, Cecil is basically covered Alabama for four decades. I mean, just, like, is one of the all-time beat writers in any sport, any team, any city ever. And when when I remember going down there, just as young reporter, meeting him and just, like, kind of being in awe of him, it was like meeting a historic coach. And so each yeah. time I would go down to Alabama, almost every time I would ha- we'd have lunch, we'd have dinner, we'd go to get beers and I would just like want to listen. I would I, I like to talk. You probably know that now. Uh, but <laughs> but I would go and meet and just hear him talk because he was like an encyclopedia of like Alabama knowledge. Uh, I remember when I was going to do I did a story where I sat by Nick Staben's statue for a day and talking with him about the idea and culturally what you know like in workshopping it with him and he was a mentor he was phenomenal as job like the outpouring of support that uh everybody the college football internet has shared today is really meaningful but a guy that like i'm i mean pretty much every visit down there we were doing something and he was always taking us to great places because he knew everybody and everybody liked him and he knew great food because he's been doing it for so long that hit me in the gut coming on today mm-hmm. because the guy is just the guy was a rock star and he beloved and we're going to miss him. You know, that, that one hurts. That's talk about rivalry week and college football and this bond of like family and friendship and God damn it. Cecil was the man and we love him and cheers. Cecil. Yeah. Cheers There's, to him. Yeah. He was, I remember, I remember you telling me about him in that, like you were like, Hey, I'll probably, when I go down to Alabama, I'm probably going to go get, get dinner with Cecil. Like I remember, cause I mean, obviously we were discussing like your trip yeah. or whatever. And I remember that very vividly and just the impact that he had on you. So when I did see that news, I just was crushed. And I know for that Alabama community, it's, it's a rough thing, but I think for like all of college football and like people who cover it, like this is, yeah. it's such a weird like family that we create with all of these people that work at other places. Like you would think that like there's like rivalries, but there's really not. It's just like a community because you're in the same places and you learn about each other and you get, you spend a lot of time with these people and running into these people, especially people who stay local and are beat writers for certain things. Like you become close with them. So I, I can imagine that it's, it's not just the like Alabama community. It's really the college football community that lost a good one. He was very welcoming to like young writers and he's been doing it forever so you just if you're on twitter you follow people like that you know what we're talking about already but damn oh damn what a what a what a writer what a great story um what every story he did i wanted to read and just get story time with him and every story i did on alabama or i was gonna do i'd say should i do this story this and he'd say most of the time yes sometimes he'd say ah it's kind of been done right i mean yeah just what a good thermometer um all right, with that, the very awkward transition of drinking and gambling on pints. football games. But Cecil would appreciate that. I mean, he and yeah. I, that was our spot, uh, Druid City <laughs> in, in Tuscaloosa. So with that, layer cake, your neck of the woods. Um, yeah. 
Bottle check. I still got about a half a bottle. I, I, I guess still got a bit. Yeah, I got to I got to brine some turkey. So um, this week I, we're changing it up. I okay. needed to change it up because my juju has been so bad. So bad, you guys. This I mean, hard. I obviously I also owe Adam a um, a case of the cut water margaritas yes. because we've been on SMU Cincinnati and I text him in interesting shape while I was in Chapel oh, Hill. Yeah. I was like, about what that. was our bet again? I was like, <laughs> I looked at, what did I say? I said Cutwater. And then you said, no, what team? Or teams. like, that was, I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit. Like, that's a good sign. Yeah. I was like, uh oh, what teams? And then I remember sitting down to dinner, opening up my phone and being like, where's that score? Where's that score? No. Yeah. I was like, no, this is so bad. So we're, we're starting over. We're starting fresh. I'm not going to try and get complicated with it. We're sticking with the basics. And we picked a lot of the same games, not necessarily the same teams. So we can go through and go through those ones first. And then our last two are different. Yes. And I have, I'm going to just throw on there. I'm picking Oklahoma state minus the four. That's just a bonus pick. I interesting. Go pokes, go pokes. Just saying bonus pick. Okay. Egg bowl. Thanksgiving. I I, I might as well get this bet in now. Cause I think I'm probably going to be intoxicated from this point on through Thanksgiving. Um, I love, I love Mississippi State in this game. I, I mean, I, I really, they've done it. They've been outside of Alabama where they got their asses kicked. They've been really good against tougher opponents. You've got like a top ten team that's an underdog against um, an, uh, an unranked team. This is trouble for you, Paige. If you like Ole Miss, I'm just saying this is a Mississippi State win, and something weird is going to happen in this game. I also kind of like the over. What's that? Do you hear that? Oh no! Don't do. Oh no! Oh, yeah, it's going train. to Miami. It's it's going to Miami. He's he's already it's downplaying the rivalry. Right yeah, yeah. No. no, I hear it. It's the house music on South Beach at three in the morning. Is what I hear. That's where Lane is. Um, no, we love you, Lane. Come I'm on the taking. Podcast. Yeah, come on the come talk to us when you go to Miami. <laughs> yes. We'll come visit in Miami. Please. We'll do a oh, live God. show from Miami with Lane Kiffin. Yes. And drink uh, cut waters. <laughs> oh God. Hopefully more than one. If I can stand. Yeah. So you're on Ole Miss. <laughs> I'm on Ole Miss. Let's go. Hottie toddy. Okay, I'm on Oregon. Um, I also really like hot toddies, by the way. That's a great drink. It is a good drink. Very good drink. I like the ducks. Um, are you are you on the ducks here? I am on the ducks. So, so we are, I, they're going to redeem themselves. I think so, too. Oregon State is fun. I don't like betting against them. It's a good win against either, Arizona we, State. They were our team earlier in the year. They were like our like camaraderie team. I, I don't know. I, I, well, I do know what happened to Oregon. They got their ass kicked, but I think they're better. <laughs> and I think um, playing at home is going to help them a lot. Playing on the road, I think, is yes. going to hurt Oregon State. All right. This this is it for Coach O. Ed Orgeron, I, I mean, maybe he coaches in a bowl game if they win. But if not, this is the, the, the end of the road for Ed Orgeron, which actually makes me a little sad in unique ways. I like this is the, the perfect spot for him. Because he's going to put every possible piece of energy that he has remaining into covering it's this like plus six and a half. Well, this is and also USC, LSU, like this isn't an interim job, but this is his this is where he thrives is like this kind of like, OK, Jimbo, nine million dollar man. Like I'm fired. I don't give a shit. Let's go. I like LSU plus six and a half versus A&M. I think they can actually win that game, too. And guess what? I'm taking Texas A&M, which is actually a very rare case where I take Texas A&M. But I'm I'm going with the Aggies. Um, 
Sorry. So, I know. I, you make a really good point about Cocho, but I just, I think mentally, I think a lot of them are all checked out, whether it be players, coaches, whatever. They, I understand they, the coaching staff probably a little different. I'm thinking more player wise. Um, they played pretty hard for him. Like the defense has gotten way better. The under in this game, the totals like in the forties, um, it could go under. I'm excited though. Like Ed O for all of his Ed O-isms was, it was a ride, man. Like it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here, but I want to see how he goes out. Cause I do think whether he wins or loses, they're going to be, you're going to see an animated version of him in this matchup. He, I, I, I wish there was a bet on if he would cry or not in an interview. Cause I feel like there are going to be some tears in the presser or in the post game. Oh, oh yeah. This is a stream job. Like it's, and it's going away. Yeah. I mean, granted he's getting paid like $16 million for it to go away. So it's not so bad, but yes, he'll, um, he'll be under the Ray Baker on the beach. Now this next one fascinates me. Uh, and a little behind the scenes of our Bleach Report. So I do locks of the week and I wrote about Iowa, Nebraska, and I wrote Taylor Martinez instead of, did you see that today on the edits? Like, hey, yes, buddy, I did. you, you went to a Nebraska quarterback <laughs> from eight years ago. Um, I, so Nebraska opened up as a three and a half point favorite. They're now plus a point and a half because Martinez is out, which with shoulder surgery, which sounds actually pretty significant. I still like Nebraska. I still against I, I, Iowa. Yes, I can't believe you're doing it. I'm taking your Hawkeyes and you're rolling with your neighbor. I well, what's funny is I talked to him. I talked to Jason. He's already bet Iowa because he he has this mentality in gambling, which is an interesting one. I don't know if we've talked about this. That if your team is playing, bet the other team. So no matter what happens, you feel joy, whether it's loyalty or That's financial an- joy. Now I can't do that normally. Like, this is not that play with Iowa. This is a game that I circled like four months ago, and I was like, yeah, I was going to lose that game. Like, I, okay. I was going to lose so that game. So, this theory, I could do that with like Arizona football and like maybe the Niners, but like, like an Arizona loss brings me so much sadness that like even any, no amount of money would bring me joy. Like betting on them. So I refuse just, to bet uh, on the NCAA tournament because I'm like, nope. It I is, it is not what I'm doing with Iowa, by the way, which, which I, I mean, if Wisconsin loses, like Iowa could still go to the Big Ten Championship, which is kind of hilarious. But um, I still think this is a problem game for Iowa. Just saying. Do we have a bet on this? If that's the game, this is kind of a – I have to bet against Iowa for a one? pod. Um, it's kind of fitting because of my Iowa ties. I'm, I'm in wanna... for this one. Okay. We, we could, we could also go like we need... Egg Bowl. All right, let's go Egg Bowl. I'm in on Egg Bowl. Let's um, do both. We'll do separate ones. Let's say – okay, so – I already owe you cut water. We're not. Malora is having no part of this. No part of this. These yeah. bets. Um, I think I'm, I'm I think just going to say that one. now. Egg bowl. I think we have to do something in honor of the lane train. So maybe we can tweet at him and get him to pick an alcohol that one of us has to drink. I, I like that. I think I'm in on okay. that. And the Nebraska, okay. the, the bet is probably just sadness because that what that's. No matter the outcome, I think this game is going to deliver. We'll do bottle of wine for we'll do bottle yeah, of wine true. for that one. One of these layer cake. Um, oh, I will la- give you some fine wine from here. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. You've got to be sending the wine because of where you live. Yeah. Last one for me. <laughs> now this is where we go differently. Um, Boise State minus two and a half uh, at San Diego State. This is hilarious. You are a West Coaster on the pod. This game is going to be played at nine a.m. local time in in California on Friday. Um, hilarious. Uh, it's a huge game. San Diego State has just lost once. Boise State's picked it up of late. I just think San Diego State's offense 
is just not been that great. So I'm going to go Boise State in the early, you know, kegs and eggs version of college football. I agree with you on that pick, by the way. I chose a different game because also, let me just explain. I have tried to pick the most obscure games. Like, not, I've really actually stayed away from overs oh, and wow. unders this week. And I've stayed away from, like, like I used to be staying away from Power Fives. Now we're back in on the Power Five thing. But I had to make an exception to the rule here. This okay, so wow. I have Miami, Ohio, plus one versus Kent State. I love this, that this could just be potential madness. I just feel like, I mean, it's just beautiful. That, that I looked at it and went, sold. So this is what, tomorrow night? Like as we record yeah, this? Actually- when the hell is this game being played? Like, I'm going to definitely be drunk for this game. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in. Actually, I'm just looking at Maxion scores now, and Northern is getting the Max. shit kicked out of it. Wow. It's actually at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, so they're actually – all right, my mistake. 9 a.m. Yes, so Maxion on Saturday. Saturday on matinee Maxion. Saturday morning morning Maxion. I will be in That's, Las Vegas. Oh, God bless. <laughs> God. Pray for I'm you. working live from Las Vegas this week, so just be ready for that content as well. Let's just – that's, that's, good, that's, that, that's, not, that's not a good sign because it's also like just so enticing to just bet on everything. <laughs> like, oh, no, we're going to obviously put money on these logs. But, oh, that that's going to be an interesting work day, to say the least. Um. All right. So this is a fun week. Any parting shots? I'm just excited. Um. Disregard my tweets after about, I don't know, 1 p.m. Central time on Thursday. Thursday. Someone just take my phone and smash it over their knees so I can't communicate with the Internet. I don't get fired, but any other parting shots? I'm, I'm excited. I am. Uh, this is my, this is my week. I can't believe it feels like it's been a much longer week than this it is has. The Adam Kramer. We actually this need is, to rename. We need to rename rivalry week. Cause no one can say it. And it's kegs and eggs week. Kegs and eggs week. I got to go brine two glorious turkeys. Like right now with a bottle of wine. I mean, that's my heaven. Life, here. life doesn't get any better than that. It does you know not I mean? get any better than that. No. So um, um, parting thoughts are though. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you for supporting yes. our podcast. Um, what else? Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Correct. Um, eat all the food. Wear stretchy pants. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's it for us. This and week. fry your and, turkeys. Yeah, maybe ignore our tweets. Fry your turkeys and ignore our tweets after a certain time. Because we will be ignore drinking. Ignore our off tweets. On Thanksgiving. That's a good uh, ignore tweets Thursday. <laughs> yes. All right, Paige. I'm Adam. We'll talk to you guys next week.